welcome to the 28th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright, or connect with us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com, or visit our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. This week, we're covering the Saw franchise. There are eight movies total. Note, we will not be covering the video games. This series was created by James Wan and Lee Winnell, and Lee also stars as Adam in Saw 1 and Saw 3, and it was produced by Twisted Pictures. Wan, of course, has done a ton of other stuff, including The Conjuring, Insidious, and Aquaman, just to name a few. Uh, Juan only directed the first movie. The sequels were directed by Darren Lynn Boltzmann or Dick Hackle or Kevin um, Garut. They were written by Juan, Winnell, Boltzmann, Patrick Melton, and Marcus Dunstan and produced by Greg Hoffman, Oren Coles, Mark Berg, and then Hoffman only produced... Saw 1 and Saw 2 since he unfortunately passed away in 2015. The movie star Tobin Bell as Jigsaw, Shawnee Scott as Amanda, and Costas Mandalore as Mark Hoffman. The movies were typically released on the Friday before Halloween of each year, and that happened from 2004 to 2015. So, in the order in which they released, it was Saw 1, 2004, Saw 2, 2005, Saw 3, 2006, Saw 4, 2007, Saw 5, 2008, Saw 6, 2009, Saw 3D, also known as Saw the Final Chapter, which was 2010, and then there was a break of seven years. Jigsaw, excuse me, Jigsaw was not released until 2017, so that is seven years later. Where to find these movies? All are available on Amazon for $4 each. They are not on Netflix, Hulu, Shudder, or Tubi. Why should you watch these movies? Well, Saw is definitely not for everyone. It's considered torture porn by many, along with other franchises such as Hostel, Wrong Turn, The Hills Have Eyes, The Collector, etc. And the the star of the Saw franchise is really The Traps but more on that later in the trivia section. Like the franchise Evil Dead, Saw shows what a small group of talented people can do with little to no money. And Saw had a big return on investment. Saw 1 cost $1.2 million to make and had a box office of $103 million. The entire franchise cost $75 million to make and uh, had a box office of $980 million. That's a lot of money. Rotten Tomatoes scores. Saw, the first Saw, Critics 49, Audiences 84. Saw 2, Critics 37, Audiences 59. Saw 3, Critics 28, Audiences 71. Saw 4, Critics 18, Audiences 62. Saw 5, Critics 13, Audiences 52. Saw 6, Critics 39, Audiences 55. Saw 3D, Critics gave it a 9%. 
Yes, that's a single digit, and audiences gave it a 42%. Um, this is widely considered the worst film of the Saw franchise. And then lastly, Jigsaw, which critics gave a 34 and audiences gave a 90%. So you can see a very big difference in there between what critics and what audiences think, as is often the case with horror movies. Now to the plot. Uh, just a warning, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. I won't go over each movie separately since I don't think it's really needed. Suffice to say, the storyline and the number of characters is very, very complicated. But the premise of the movies is pretty simple. John Kramer, later nicknamed Jigsaw uh, by the police because he cut a puzzle piece out of each of his victims' flesh, traps people who don't appreciate their lives. He forces them to play a series of elaborate mechanical games to see how much they want to live. If they survive, they're instantly re rehabilitated, or so he says. It's no surprise that most of these people do not make it out alive, and we don't learn much about Jigsaw until the second movie. As the series begins, two men, Larry and Adam, awaken in a filthy bathroom in an undisclosed location. Each is chained to a pipe by the leg, and there's a dead body in the center of the room. This is where much of the action of Shaw of Saw 1 takes. It's basically a locked room mystery. And they have no idea how they got there. At first, the two don't seem to know each other, and important facts are later revealed. Larry's a doctor who diagnosed John's terminal cancer, and he has to kill Adam by a certain time or his wife and child will be murdered. I won't give away the details, but suffice to say someone's going to lose a foot. As the series progresses, the tests become more and more elaborate. Detective Eric Matthews, who's played by Donnie Wahlberg, has a son who's locked in a game with several other people, and they're all low lives for some reason or another, and they must escape before they're all gassed. Another test involves five people who must work together as a team in order to survive. There's a grieving father, Jeff Denton, who must decide what to do with those who were involved in his son's death. That one's kind of sad, to be honest. Then there's a team of um, not insurance agents, uh, loan agents, and their crooked boss. And he would not approve the experimental... No, it, they are insurance agents. He would not approve the experimental medication John wanted, and therefore he must decide who lives and dies in his group. And then another guy, Bobby Deegan, writes a book about his encounter with Jigsaw. The only problem is... It's a big lie, and he was never involved with Jigsaw, but guess what's going to happen now to Bobby? So the structure of the movies. Despite having eight installments, the movies are surprisingly cohesive. While Jigsaw dies at the end of movie three, he lives on in the following movies due to extensive use of flashbacks. They reveal more and more of his past actions. This allows us to revisit the same events and peel back new layers each time. It's very well plotted, and I don't know of any other horror franchise that even bothers on this level. Um, and in fact, they were, because he did these so quickly once a year, while the one film was in production, they were writing the next film, which maybe that helped 
uh, with a cohesive nature, but it's very intricate in terms of how everyone is involved. Um, and a helpful hint, you'll need to watch these movies more than once and preferably all together at the same time in order to understand how everything is connected. Um, I watched all the movies together last year, and that really gives you a different perspective. We also learn over time about Jigsaw's assorted apprentices. There's drug addict Amanda Young. She survives her game, and she did not divine the, die in the reverse bear crop bear reverse bear trap. Um, but and so she started working with Jigsaw. But in the end, she thought that people couldn't be rehabilitated and she just started outright killing them in the traps. She is shot in the throat by Jeff Denton in Saw 3. So that's the end of Amanda. Detective Mark Hoffman is avenging his sister's death at the hand of her boyfriend Seth and then later just starts killing people like Amanda. So notice a pattern there. And Seth was sentenced to life imprisonment, and um, Hoffman also kills John's wife Jill uh, with uh, let's see with the reverse bear trap. Uh, Hoffman is eventually gotten rid of when he's shackled by the foot to a pipe in the bathroom by Doctor Gordon, since that's the same thing that happened to him back in Saw One. And Gordon shuts the door and says, game over. And we assume Hoffman dies, but anything is possible in this franchise. Then, as I already mentioned, number three, Dr. Lawrence Gordon. Uh, he eventually learned that he diagnosed Kramer with an inoperable brain tumor, and he survived the game by sawing off his own foot. And he was MIA in between Saw 1 and Jigsaw. Then there's Logan Nelson who was introduced in the last movie, Jigsaw, and he's avenging the death of his wife. It turns out he was the original apprentice before Amanda or Hoffman, um, and it's because after surviving a game with five people in a barn, and he ended up in the game because he mislabeled Jigsaw's brain scan, which means that the cancer was inoperable by the time they figured out the issue. Then there's John's wife, Jill Tuck, as, a, as I said before, she was killed by Hoffman. There's Art Blank, who is a Kramer and Jill's business partner and lawyer. And he did a few other things. He was being investigated by Hoffman and Rigg. He is shot in the head by Daniel Rigg. There was Zepp, technically not an apprentice, just like uh, Art. But he was an unwilling participant in Saw 1 when he was forced by Kramer to kidnap Gordon's wife and daughter. And then lastly is Obi, which helped in Saw 3 and died in a furnace trap. So, on to the trivia. And there's lots and lots of it, obviously. Um, I tried to just hit the highlights about each movie. So, before we start that, important news. So, as of May 2019, it was reported that comedian Chris Rock was producing and co-writing a ninth movie. Former director Darren Lynn Boseman will return, as will writers Josh Dahlberg and Pete Goldfinger, and it was just announced this week 
that Samuel L. Jackson will also appear as Chris's father. The movie is scheduled to be released in October 2020, I assume in the same pattern as the previous movies except for Jigsaw, and it is supposed to exist in the Saw universe but not be a remake or a direct sequel. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I am interested to find out. So that's fun news. On to more trivia. Um, as with the Evil Dead, the creators of Saw did a short proof-of-concept movie called Saw.5 from 2003. It's available on YouTube and is 10 minutes long, so if you're interested in Saw, I suggest you check that out and see how it all started. The comic Saw Rebirth serve as an original story for John Kramer. There used to be a forum called House of Jigsaw, which had thousands and thousands of comments, theories, etc. The writers even stopped by on occasion to discuss the movies. It has since been taken down. The music in Saw is by Charlie Closer, and the most famous is probably Hello Zep, which serves as the series' uh, theme music. the traps are really the uh, star of this franchise so the elaborate death instruments are one of the best features um, and many have something to do with how Zig Jigsaw picked the person so if someone say um, talked a lot uh, or was a publicist or lied then their trap might involve something with their mouth or throat or tongue so that's basically how that works but they, they all didn't have to be like that, but a few of them were specifically focused in that way. You can see a list of all the traps if you go to, well, there's several sites, of course. Um, one lists 52 traps at Craven Online. There's also Saw's uh, Wikia page, which is sawfilms.wikia.com. And then my favorite is the reverse bear trap because it's very frightening. Uh, especially if you're stuck in it. The pit of syringes was also pretty rough. Um, the horsepower trap is up there. And the pig vat is very disgusting. And pound of flesh is also horrifying, and it's what it sounds like. Um, I obviously don't want to be anywhere near these. So according to one report, 81 people died, but one source says 95 people died from the traps. So you can check those out. Another site is datadoseofhorror.com. Uh, you'll see that the odds of surviving traps are not good, obviously. And also there is a Saw Movie Traps rank from disturbing to nightmare-inducing. 
at cineblend.com if you want to check that out. Uh, Jigsaw and Popular Culture. So Jigsaw has crossed over into popular culture and practically everybody knows what I want to play a game means. Most can identify Billy the Puppet and he was apparently a toy that John purchased for or made for his unborn son Gideon. It's a little guy on a tricycle. Uh, he's pretty scary, so I don't know why you would give that to a child. But anyway, that's where, supposedly where it came from. And Jigsaw uses it to deliver messages and generally terrorize his victims. Uh, there's some hilarious spoofs of Billy on the internet. So check out Living with Jigsaw or Working with Jigsaw by Chris Kappel. Uh, they are brilliant. I wish they would do a full-length movie because those are really wonderful spoofs. On to Saw 1. Um, James Wan opted for no upfront salary and took a percentage of the proceeds, which was a very risky move if the movie hadn't done well. But they didn't have that problem. The entire film was shot in 18 days. The actors had no rehearsals. What was shot was their first time doing the roles. The film was originally intended for straight-to-video, but the feedback was very positive, so they ended up releasing it in theaters. Juan and Waddell wanted to make a movie right out of film school, but they didn't have any money, so they could only afford one room, so that's why the first movie's a locked, uh, locked room. And at one point, the characters were supposed to be trapped in an elevator, so that would be interesting. Let's see how that looked compared to what we got. Um, all of the Saw movies were filmed in Toronto except for the first one. And as I already said, Charlie, Charlie Closer does the music, but he also composed the score in just three days. There are lots of references to Dario Argento movies, including Deep Red. The show was originally rated NC-17, but later edited down to R. And... When they first started editing, they realized they didn't have enough footage, so they had to add some stuff at the last minute, such as black and white photos, dialogue, etc. Carrie Ools, who plays Dr. Gordon, sued because he said he was promised 1% of the profit of the movie. He later settled out of court, but that's why you only see him in the first movie, and then he makes a return in Saw 3D. Now to Saw 2. There were five alternate endings, which were shot, so no one was really sure what the correct ending was. It took four people four days to replace all the syringe tops from the needle pit. There were some 120,000 syringes. How would you like to have that job? Saw 2 was shot in 25 days. And Saw 2 is the highest grossing Saw film in the United States. Saw 3... The events of Saw 3 and Saw 4 are, take place simultaneously, but you don't know that until the end of the movie. Uh, the producers of Saw asked the producers of Scary Movie 4 if they could use their bathroom set because it was an exact replica of the one that they had built for Saw 1 and Saw 2. The dead pigs are actually made of foam, rubber, and latex, but were filled with live disinfected magnets. Maggots. Ooh, that's pretty disgusting. Maggots. Uh, Detective Hoffman is named in tribute to producer Greg Hoffman, who, as I said earlier, passed away after Saw 2. 
Shawnee Smith and Bakar um, Sumika, I'm sorry I mispronounced her name, I'm sure, who plays Lynn Denton, John's doctor, are friends in real life. And Shawnee Smith had a baby between Saw 2 and Saw 3. Internationally, Saw 3 is the highest grossing film. It was shot in 32 days, and at 108 minutes, it's the longest running of all the movies. Donnie Wahlberg, Detective Matthews, even issued a press release saying he would not appear in Saw 3 just to psych people out. And this is the last movie where Juan and Winnell are directly involved. They had originally viewed the movies as a trilogy. On to Saw 4. It's the first movie that opens without a character in a trap. It was filmed in 32 days. And as I said, this is the first movie not written by Lee. Instead, Patrick Melton and Marcus, Marcus Dunstan got the job. Saw 4. Saw 4 starts one minute after Saw 3 ends. It's the first time no two participants are related. And it's the first time when the character does not say, Game over. Saw 6 is the lowest grossing Saw movie. It's the first Saw movie not to end with a tape explaining the game. And the Carousel Trap has the most participants of any game, six people. It features the winner of season one of uh, reality show Scream Queen. And that, and that is Tandra Howard. She played Simone Bethson. And... Um, that was a show to, um, for contestants to try to win, obviously, a part in a horror movie by beating everyone else. So she had to cut off her arm, so that was pretty rough. That's right up there with the cringe-inducing, biggest cringe-inducing moments of this series. Um, let's see, Saw 7, which is also referred to as Saw 3D, the final chapter, because, of course, it is filmed in 3D. Carrie Yules returns as Dr. Gordon, as we said earlier, and it features the winner of the second season of Scream Queens, which is Gabby West. She plays Kara. She doesn't get as big a part as um, the season one winner did because she is a woman who is stuck under the tire of a car while her boyfriend is trying to escape uh, by pulling the, his, he's glued, the, his back is glued to a car, um, so she really doesn't get to do anything except lay there um, and scream for a while. So um, I'm sure she probably wishes she had a bigger part. Um, let's see, this is the first time a trap occurs outside. And Bobby Deegan's Digsaw support group includes Malik, who is a junkie from Saw 5. Simone, who we just said. So she was a lender from Saw 6. And Addie, who is a diabetic from Saw 6. This is the first movie to feature a dream sequence. And it is the first time a reverse bear trap has killed someone. And that was Jill, John's wife. Both Amanda and Hoffman had previously escaped from the bear trap. Um, it ends the same way as the first movie did, but this time it's Dr. Gordon who locks Hoffman away in the bathroom, as I mentioned earlier. And then the last movie, which is called Jigsaw, but if there are other movies after this, it may eventually be called Jigsaw 1. 
And this is the second time uh, Saw does not open with a trap. It was previously entitled Saw Legacy. And it's the second time not to have anyone say Game Over. Logan instead says, I speak for the dead at the end of the movie. Uh, Cecil, turns out Cecil was Jigsaw's first victim. And it turns out that much of this film takes place 10 years earlier. So that's how you got the, the sack out at the beginning where John appeared and you're like, well, he died a long time ago. So that's how. Famous people in the franchises. There are several famous people who make an appearance. I'll just hit a couple of them, the highlights. Of course, we already talked about Shawnee Smith, who played uh, Apprentice Amanda, shot by Jeff Denton. Um, Costas Mandalore played Apprentice Hoffman, Left in the Locked Room by Gordon, as I said earlier. Carrie Yules, who played Apprentice Dr. Gordon. Uh, he was in The Princess Bride and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, just an interesting side note. He is currently the mayor of Hawkins, Indiana in Stranger Things Season 3. If you want to check that out, that's really good also. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg, who of course played Eric Matthews, got his head smashed down with a block of ice. Danny Glover, who played David Tapp. He's another cop obsessed with Jigsaw, and after escaping death once, he went back for more and is shot by Zip. Uh... Laura Vandervoot, so she plays, she's been in a lot of things, including V and the series Bitten about werewolves. Um, she plays Anna, and she's one of the five people in the barn traps in the uh, last movie. There's Melanie Scrofano, so you may recognize her from Sci-Fi's Winona Earp. She was one of the crooked lenders on the carousel. There's Eric Knudsen, who plays Daniel, um, at Matthew's son of Donnie Wahlberg, and he's been in tons of stuff, including Continuums and Scream, just to name a few. There's a list of all the characters, because like the plot points and the traps, it's very intricate. You can find those on Wikipedia uh, under list of Saw cast members. There are a couple of quotes that are used throughout the series. One is, I want to play a game. Two is, game over. And three is, live or die, make your choice. Game over. So in conclusion, Saw is not for everyone, as I said earlier. Um, sometimes the acting's not so great. But who cares? The traps are the real stars. And the storyline is extremely complicated, so good luck with that. You might also want to check out the entire Saw movie franchise timeline in chronological order at digitalspy.com. That, I think, will really help. Uh, it's very detailed. And if you are not a masochist like me and don't want to watch all movies, I would suggest checking out the first couple, uh, and they'll give you an idea of what the series is like. Uh, the last films are not really necessary, and they start to lose their oomph in my humble opinion. Uh, just because they're not as shocking as they were originally. And uh, we already know that there are lots of apprentices running around, lots of timeline jumps. Um, so when they keep doing that, that really doesn't uh, shock us anymore. Um, I also don't buy Jigsaw's moral lessons. He says he never killed anyone. Well, yes, he did. He put people in a situation they couldn't escape. 
so he did kill people. And I'm not sure why he was picking on a husband and wife who were grieving over the death of their child. So that was the Dentons. And Amanda tells Jigsaw before she's killed um, that it was all a lie. Nobody changes. A few people might have survived if they had listened to Jigsaw's instructions and followed the rules. He's big on following the rules. But he didn't really redeem anyone. He just killed a bunch of people and turned his apprentices uh, when they survived into uh, hateful people who just ended up killing people and devising traps no one could escape. So, I do love Billy the Puppet, uh, but I'm still not sure what he has to do with anything. But he's still fun to see. I have no idea what's up with the people in pig masks and how that's related to Billy the Puppet. That seems to be kind of weird. Um, and when does Jigsaw have time to build all these contraptions? He is dying of cancer, and he seems to have a lot more energy than I do. So I don't know. And where does he have all the money for this besides that? Um, and most of his traps are based on, say, a person A standing here, a person B doing this, a person C doing this. So obviously you have to suspend belief with these movies. But they're really not about being factual. So last up, recipe. Um, I wasn't sure what to pick for this, so I ended up with uh, baked stuffed bell peppers with beef in honor of Tobin Bell, who is Jigsaw. So you can use red, yellow, orange, or green peppers, uh, lean ground beef, mushrooms, white rice, or any other kind of rice you want to use, tomato sauce, corn, celery, and garlic, cheese if you would like, uh, Monterey Jack or mozzarella or whatever you have that might be handy. And then you can cut the peppers, um, cut the tops off the peppers and stuff the whole thing with beef or if you want smaller proportions just cut the peppers in half and serve open face. And then this article, this article, this recipe from, where is it from, foodiecrush.com, which I'll put up online, says to pre-cook the peppers uh, with just a sprinkle of kosher salt for five minutes. And that will cut your baking time in half. And then just need to cook in the oven for 20 minutes or until they're tender or the cheese begins to bubble. So... Let's see, here's the basic directions. Preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Brown the ground beef in a large frying pan on high heat for five minutes or until cooked thoroughly. Add the mushrooms and everything else. Stir in the diced tomatoes, um, basil, oregano, red pepper flakes. Um, cook for, as I said, 15 to 20 minutes. Stir in the cooked rice and chopped parsley. And cook for another five minutes until the rice is warm thoroughly. And meanwhile, cut off the tops of the peppers and scoop out the ribs and seeds and then rinse. Lightly sprinkle the insides of the peppers with kosher salt to place in the microwave oven. This is not in order, obviously, because you got to do that before you do what I just read you. And um, then cover with a plastic wrap, microwave for three hours. Transfer to a baking dish and fill the peppers with the hot meat and rice mixture. Sprinkle the top of cheese. 
and that's it. So I'm not sure why that was at the bottom of the recipe. That should be at the top of the recipe, but hey, whatever. Um, you get the basic idea and the order in which um, to do it. So like I said, I'll put that recipe up. Um, and so that's it for this week. Uh, the Saw franchise, I, I enjoyed trying to keep track of it, but it really makes your head hurt. So if you want like a lazy viewing of some horror movie or franchise, this is not the one. This is really complicated. So until next week, um, stay away from anyone named Jigsaw or his apprentices or anywhere wearing a pig face masks, and hopefully you will not find yourself in any traps. If you do, your only hope of survival is to follow the rules as Jigsaw has laid out. And then let's face it, you're probably going to die anyway. So until next week, have a good one. <laughs>